0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 62! On 95.7, it's a game.
2: Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Oh, by Ubre! He caught it right at the restricted area. Slanted it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey.
3: Covey.
2: Siaka full head of steam. Pulls up on Wiggins. Top of the key spins. Jumpers out of the way. It's up. It's no good. It goes in and out. And the Warriors somehow pull out a victory over the Raptors. 106-105, the final. All right, Warriors
4: get the win tonight. 106-105. You hear the final call there, Tim Roy. As the Dubs escape, but they escape a game that they built a 17-point fourth-quarter lead in, only to see that lead evaporate. Uh, big fourth quarter for Kyle Lowry. The Warriors got themselves into the penalty uh, with over eight minutes to go in the final quarter, and the Raptors were in part able to live at the line. Major comeback. They ramped up the defense, but in the end, Damian Lee got fouled uh, and went to the free throw line and put the Warriors ahead with a couple of free throws in the closing seconds. And then Andrew Wiggins, the big stop, you heard the call there as his final shot rims out. And the Warriors are 6 and 4. They survive and they do it on a night, Ryan Covey, where Stephen Curry was 2 for 16, the worst shooting night of his career, 1 of 10 from 3. But the Warriors checked another box tonight because they were able to get that win on a night where Stephen Curry didn't go off.
5: JD, I got a few truisms right in my in my bag of tricks, and one of them is you don't. They don't ask how; they just ask how many. And tonight, it's not going to matter that the Warriors blew a fifteen point lead. Really, doesn't matter that Steph Curry had the worst shooting night of his career. Although we're certainly going to talk about it, my friend. What matters is the Warriors made just enough plays down the stretch and executed when it mattered most, and they got out of there with a win. A dub is a dub is a dub. Uh, that this team's going to have to win ugly some nights. Tonight fit the bill. But you give them credit because when Toronto roared back like that, JD, I kind of feel like last year maybe they would have packed it in and said, "Hey, we gave it a good shot against a solid outfit." It just, you know, we don't have enough to get over the top tonight. They were like, "No, we we're, we blew the lead, but we're still going to find a way to get out of here with the win." And I think that also shows character, a lot of characteristics of a winning basketball team. Eight
4: eight eight nine five seven nine five seven zero eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the phone number to participate in the program. If you want to weigh in on this one, Warriors 106, Raptors 105. A lot of positives, but the Warriors, by virtue of getting that win, they are also able to avoid some negatives, which we're going to get to between now and oh, about 940 or so. We'll keep it rolling here on 95.7, the game. Uh, mentioned the win in the worst shooting game for Stephen Curry in his career. Mentioned the win despite blowing a... Seventeen point fourth quarter lead, uh, but the Warriors did do some things well tonight. It, a bench another night for the bench. They outscore the Raptors forty six to twenty three. It was a pretty nice night for James Wiseman. I thought overall. Andrew Wiggins uh, mentioned his defense at a couple of different uh, junctures throughout the early going of the season, in particular on that final Siakam shot. Make or miss league, that was a pretty good look for Siakam, although it was also a well-defended play. Uh, But I, I just can't stress how important and how much of a little bit of a swing moment this feels like in the early going of the Warrior season. It's another box checked, winning the game where Steph didn't go off and go for 30, but also just the difference between being 6-4, and four, being able to isolate some of the things that didn't go well, coming off of a win, and now the gauntlet continues with Indiana, Denver, Phoenix, and the Lakers. If you lose this game... There's going to be a real sour taste in your mouth if you're the Warriors. You're going to be 5-5, five and five, and I think at that point there's added pressure as the schedule continues to get tougher, and this team could find itself maybe back in a little bit of a crisis point over the course of the next week. But you get the win, and I think you avoid a lot of that potential anxiety in doing so.
5: Yeah, look, this team's just going to have to take it one game at a time. You know, I'll go hardcore heavy cliche for you, J.D., and it's still a work in progress. They're still smoothing some things out, um, and, and by and large, I actually look at this game as a, a massive positive, because what have we been saying on the pre and the post? Like This team's going to go as far as 30's going to take them, right? I mean, Steph Curry, he's basically going to have to be the man, and when, when he goes big and scores for 30-plus, where's he going to have a chance to win? When he scores in the 20s, uh, they're probably going to lose, and when he scores in the teens, they got no a shot well tonight. They bucked that trend. Um, they did it with some some really good defending, particularly uh, stretches in the first half. It was an all hands on deck rebounding effort. Uh, and so again, you know, aesthetically, really ugly in the fourth quarter. They've been playing a lot of basketball too. So you know, maybe running out of gas there a little bit. But I, I think it's a huge positive, JD, that this team gets out of there, finds a way to scratch and claw to get that victory, even though Steph has a historically bad night. That's a great sign for this team.
4: It's a great win. It really is. It's absolutely a great win, and when you look at it and the way that the Warriors were able to do it, doing it with defense, and also not folding down the stretch, like you said, when they actually blew the lead. Because, again, I feel like it's always, I think, in games like this, you have to look at, a little bit of, well, what's the show that we would have been doing if Siakam hits the shot? Or what's the show that we would have been doing if Kyle Lowry doesn't foul Damian Lee? And I think there would have been a lot of frustration about Kelly Oubre playing down the stretch, maybe uh, instead of Damian Lee. I think there would have been a lot of frustration from Warriors fans about James Wiseman, who played pretty well and showed off a lot of different aspects of his offensive game tonight. Why didn't he get some fourth quarter run down the stretch as well when when the Warriors were struggling? Uh, But when you win again, you can kind of you can take those things and and you can address them, but you can also move forward and, and, and try to build. It's just it's just a massive massive win. I, I mean, I I can't. I'm not going to call it the biggest win of the season or anything because they've already had a couple of a couple of pretty dramatic ones Friday night in the game a couple weeks ago against Chicago. But but to be able to continue the forward momentum, I, I just think it's critical. I, I to me, losing the game in the fashion they would have lost it would have been a major step back coming off of the big win against the Clippers.
5: Yeah, no question. And and that's why this one, you know, it, it really doesn't matter how you got there. It, it only matters that you got the win to just keep this good vibe rolling, right? JD, keep the flow going. Um, you know, they've only dropped one since that loss to Portland, and that was a hard-fought game against the Clippers. And the difference between that game and this game, execution and crunch time, right? Execution down the stretch. So uh, you can see them getting better in that respect as well. And now you've got a chance. So you've already sewn up a, a winning home stand, JD, uh, at 4-2, and two, and now you got a chance to take on the Pacers Tuesday night and and go five and two which would be massive and and think about who could have dreamt up a five and two homestand coming into this thing when you looked at the opponents that they had coming up when you looked at the way they lost the first couple of games um this is this is big Steve Kerr deserves a lot of credit and you know to a man I mean everybody stepped up and had some part to play so yeah this was just one of those just keep the good vibes rolling baby that's all you need
4: Let's get to the phones. John in Richmond is up first here on Warriors Wrap-Up. John joining us here on a Sunday night on ninety 95.7 The Game. Hey, John.
6: Hey, guys. Uh, I'll start off with a couple positives. Uh, I think Pasco and Damian Lee are really benefiting from being bench guys that got starter minutes last season. I think that's been really huge for them and how they're playing this year. Um, and secondly, I think the Kelly Oubre thing isn't even just about his shooting. He does not understand the offense. He's not only hurting his game, but he's hurting Steph's game. He doesn't know when to clear. He doesn't know when to pick, and he he can't shoot. So he should not play with Steph, in my opinion. And also, I don't think that having Kelly Oubre and Draymond on the floor is a good idea at the same time because neither one of them can shoot, and they both struggle even finishing at the rim as of late. I mean, I think maybe if you have Oubre out there and Pascal, who was the best, I mean, I think this Pascal Steph pick and roll with Mulder and Damian Lee spacing the floor or Bazemore, depending on, you know, which one of them is, I mean, that's your go-to lineup. And, I mean, we bought ourselves a few more games, but one of these games we're going to blow the game because Kerr's going to have Uber in and it's going to come back to bite us. And I just feel like it's obvious that you cannot play Uber and even if he shoots good because he doesn't understand when to clear out and when to move. Thanks, John.
4: Appreciate the call. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM, at HD One San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. It is Warriors wrap up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Covey, I'll let I'll let you address that one. Yeah, uh,
5: look, it, it's it hasn't been pretty. I mean, it's hard to argue with a lot of, of what John was saying there. But I just, I don't think Steve Kerr's ready to, to yank the plug right now. If you're asking me, honestly, no, it doesn't look like a good fit. But uh, Steve Kerr, uh, you know, rationalized and explained why he's going with that starting five because he wants to put his best defensive unit out there. Uh, he did pull Oubre out in crunch time and brought in Bazemore. And I know Oubre was out there for that final possession because he wanted his defense. And, and look, Steve Kerr got rewarded. Bazemore got a big bucket, and then he ended up swatting that ball away as well uh, from Siakam in the lane. So, um, you know, Bazemore made a couple of big plays as well, uh, so it, it's it's going to be clunky for Ubre. Um, he did hit a three tonight, but his point's well taken in the sense that you can see when Draymond's out there and Ubre's out there, Steph is going to get double and triple team. They are blitzing him all night, and I mean Freddie Van Vleet, he's one of those guys that that loves defending Steph, plays him real physical, plays him you know in his, in his jock strap, and um, so that was that kind of effort. And you're right, when you've got the two guys that are basically you know leave open beyond the arc guy. Uh, that's that's going to make life exponentially more difficult for Steph Curry so it's something they're going to need to figure out and I'm not convinced yet that Oubre is a great fit for this basketball team I'm leaning more towards he's not, he still has time to get it right, we'll see
4: he does have time to get it right. I still think though, if you make a change you 're changing a bunch of different things and, and i 'm kind of with you in that there wasn 't really anything that John said that was inaccurate, but if you start making changes, you can 't make the wholesale rotation changes that that john 's alluding to where it 's well this guy can 't play with that guy, and this guy like, you just it, it, you can 't do that at this point, especially when Steve Kerr does have a unit that is playing well together and the warriors bench outscored toronto's bench 46 to 23 tonight and eric pascal wound up with what 15 points damian lee wound up with 13 points if if you're taking Ubre out of the starting lineup. You got to put somebody in, and that's going to change the dynamic of that bench group, which has been a tremendous plus over the course of these last seven or eight games. Where the Warriors now, in their last eight games, are six and two. So uh, I, I do think Ubre's is playing still with the right spirit. Uh, I do think he does help them defensively uh, overall, and I think it, it's a point where. Look, we were talking about a game, too. The The fact that that, that that day could come eventually. And this was before the bench really had shown us anything. But I think yeah. Steve Kerr is just going to have to... What To me, what's more important is that he finds the right combinations of players in the fourth quarter. And I, I, I can already tell you, uh, and you mentioned it, Bazemore came in with, I think, 137 to go. Uh, but Looney, Draymond Green... Wiggins, Oubre, and Curry was the group that played the bulk of the minutes there uh, as Toronto was really coming. And if the Warriors wind up losing this game, I I feel like we would have had full phone lines with people just demanding that that, that Oubre not play at all. <laughs> and right. you know, right. in the fourth quarter, kinda like the Clipper game when when things changed and Steve Kerr went to the bench. Take him out yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's I guess he's saved by the win again is
5: Kelly Oubre. And, and look, I don't want to turn this into a, you know, let's bash up Kelly Oubre. I mean, he's, he's been with the team for 10 games, and it, it, you couldn't convince me that he's not feeling the pressure of, you know, trying to fill Klay Thompson's shoes. And, and Steph Curry's still trying to adjust to life, playing with a two guard who has a totally different skill set uh, and, and just way they approach the game than Klay Thompson. It, you know, the, Kelly Oubre, though, is a basketball player, it can't, you know, we need to make sure that this is known by dub fans. Like, Kelly Oubre has gotten better. Every single year, okay? And yeah, he's he's looking at this ten game stretch as oh my god, this is this is disastrous. He's pressing. I still feel like if he can put a couple of good games together, and it'll take more than one. You know, if he pops off four or six from three one night, we're not gonna say, oh, he's fixed, but if, if he continues to if he puts a couple of good games together, you know, maybe he can he can start to get you know some of that good mojo around. And the good news is there are guys that are coming in. As reserves, your Bazemores, your Damian Lees, <clears throat> who's playing terrific, who are helping picking up the slack. So right now, Steve Kerr can stick with them. Now, if they start losing, then we might have to see him switch some things up. But right now, you ride this out.
4: And, and Steve Kerr does get credit for the substitutions that that you mentioned. Bazemore in the final minute and a half, two minutes. And Damian Lee came back in with 149 to go. Uh, for Kavon Looney. So uh, he did take Oubre out, like you alluded to. He did take Looney out, and, and it was Lee and Green and Wiggins and, and Bazemore and Curry uh, at, at the at the very end there for, for the majority of those final few possessions. So he does get credit for that. The other thing that you have to do, too, is if Bazemore and Lee are going to be in that in that bench unit and they're going to play a, a stretch at the start of the fourth quarter – you've got to give him a little bit of a rest somewhere. And I think if there is maybe a, a bone to pick with Steve Kuritz that he could have gone back to both of those guys a little bit sooner. But if they're going to be playing, and Bazemore came in, obviously, late in the third quarter, and Damian Lee started the fourth. So unless you're just going to play him the whole fourth quarter, you've got to get him a two- or three-minute break at some point. And I think that's what he was trying to do, and it almost uh, bit him down the stretch uh, had the Warriors wound up coming up a point short let's go to West Oakland Mo uh, he joins us next year on 95.7 the game hey Mo teen on Halloween of 2012 something about the holidays
5: not not Steph's favorite he had a 3 of 14 game back in November of 2017 and then most recently I saw a 3 of 14 game in April of 2019 so 2 of 16 for Steph Curry absolutely constitutes his worst shooting night of his NBA career
4: it does, and in some ways it's it's remarkable that we're talking about a Warriors win against anybody. If if you had watched the first nine games of this Warriors season, you come in you know, from another planet, you watch the first nine games of the Warriors season, and and you say, hey, wait, Steph Curry's going to score 11 points and have the worst shooting game of his career and be 2 for 16, you'd think there's no chance the Warriors could get a win based on the way that they played those first nine games. But it was defense. It was a lot of different uh, folks chipping in it was the bench and it was just not folding i think that's the big point and you brought it up in the last segment not folding when they did blow the 17 point lead because i'm I'm looking at a couple of possessions here at the three minute mark Kyle Lowry buries a a three. Uh, and it, it's one hundred and one ninety-seven at that point, and then Curry hits a three to cut it to one, and then they they're able to force a miss. Ubre missed, but uh, you know Siakam ended up going to the free throw line. So they were down, they were down four and down three at a couple of different points where it's all right if you don't score here, it's probably ball game. And every time they were in that position, they were able to to come up big. And and again for for the night that Steph Curry had overall. He did knock down that answering three with 243 to go to make it a one-point game. And he did drive and get fouled with 137 to go and the Warriors down three to make it a one-point game uh, before they ultimately took the lead uh, on that break. And and what a play by Draymond Green, by the way. that Draymond with the block, ball gets to Curry uh, on the board, and Curry finds Bazemore. Uh, and Bazemore ends up with the layup uh, from Draymond Green to go ahead. I mean that that sequence right there just it, it was it was just gutsy on so many levels.
5: Yeah, and, and Draymond, the, the catalyst at both ends, right? I mean, he makes the big play, and then he gets the feed from Steph in transition. He's attacking, and he finds Bazemore uh, after he shuts down Lowry on the other end to, to restore the lead, and, you know, you could kind of see it slipping away, and, and that, that sequence where Steph finally hit the three to break up 14 straight misses, he had it, Van Vleet closed out on him like he had done all freaking night. Steph gave it up, but then they got it right back to him, uh, and Steph was like, no, 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 I'm getting this shot off, and I think we're seeing... Steph, who's got obviously one of the quickest, quickest releases in NBA history, um, even taking that release at times to a whole nother level. Not because he's trying to catch anybody off guard; it's because that's the only time he's had in a couple of these games lately. And and make no mistake about it: like the rest of the league is is taking notice of this. Like there's there's, there's plenty of film out there now, and not that it was going to be rocket science anyway. Like throw throw bodies at Steph Curry out beyond the arc and try and disrupt him. Like of course that's always the game plan, but uh, to the level of effectiveness that we've seen him struggle in a couple of these games and you know usually the next game Steph's like oh yeah well watch this so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he does to Indiana uh, on Tuesday night Um, but yeah man it was it was a lot of different guys chipping in down the stretch can I just say real quick JD Chris Boucher, man, he has just, he's grown a ton, man. What, six blocks tonight? He ended up fouling out, but he was a beast tonight. I felt like collectively, like Nick Nurse had these guys up for this game, and, and they were ready to defend. I mean, they give up, you know, 130. They've been getting scored on left and right. um, But they came tonight. They brought the defense, and that was really impressive. And Boucher, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah,
4: they, they, they're trying to find their identity. Like they, they've. I, you know, they've been scoring a lot in some games. They haven't really been defending very well overall. And I think they, they tried to find their offensive identity a little bit in the game against Sacramento. And I think tonight they found their defensive identity as the game went on. And they, they weren't making shots either, but they were kind of pounded away. That, that's a team that I think is going to wind up still being a playoff team in the Eastern Conference. But they're, they're just searching. You can tell they're, they're dealing with some stuff. And Siakam's not as good. And maybe they're not as deep as they've been. Uh, you know, even last year, certainly not when they had Kawhi and, and those guys a couple of years ago uh, when they won the NBA championship, but I, yeah, they, they felt like there was some champion's blood on display, really going back and forth both ways uh, a little bit uh, with Siakam and Lowry in particular and Van Vliet and then Steph and Draymond on the other side uh, not, not the full-blown 2019, but it, it, there, there did feel like there were some winners on the floor uh, down the stretch of that game that were really attacking it and And refusing to lose both ways. Yeah, and this was an
5: important game for both these teams. Uh, you know, I know they're all going to tell you every game matters, but you know the Raptors are so desperately trying to get something going, right? I mean, coming in two and six tonight, and you know for them, I, I know the the line doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but they were favored in this game, and um, you know this was a chance for them to, to win a couple in a row and maybe get something started for them. Obviously, Pascal Siakam has had his struggles since the bubble last year, um, but he's trying to find his scoring touch. He had a, a big game a couple of nights ago in um, a loss to the. Suns, uh, and, and so he's really trying to get his, find his rhythm. Van Vleet's been scoring, and so this was a massively important game for the Raptors, and they showed that playing with some desperation in the fourth quarter. But this was clearly equally as important for the Dubs in the sense that they just want to keep this this good rhythm going. And you know, when you when you play seventy two games, JD or eighty two, whatever, there's going to be some ugly wins along the way. And like this is clearly the mark of. I'm not saying that this is going to be that team, but a mark of a winning team, a playoff team, is the ability to win ugly and the ability to win when your stars don't play. And I got to tell you, man, my my sleeper, like, team MVP outside of a guy like Pascal it has got to be Damian Lee right now. He's just doing it. And, and what did you think of the, the foul call, J.D.? I mean, I know it was it was a little tic-tac, but you did watch the replay. Lowry got him on the hand a bit. And Damian Lee, he sold that thing, man, no question.
4: Well, at first I thought, and I think you're right on the money, and Damian Lee, I think, fits had it during the during the broadcast. He's got the best plus minus on the Warriors team. For, for right now. So it just, I mean, you think about it. I mean, he's out there. Good things are happening. And he's won them two games, uh, two games. It may have been the best plus minus. that's not Curry. I might be off on that a little bit. Uh, but no, I, I think it probably is Damian Lee just because Steph's been out there with the starters. But I, I digress. The foul call. Uh, I, I thought live that was not a foul on the three. And when they went to the replay, uh, and then I thought, well, this is going to get overturned. And then they came back. We were watching the TV feed, and it came back, and they showed that that Lowry did get him before the shot went up. So, fortunately for the Warriors, they were in the penalty. Uh, if if they hadn't been in the penalty, obviously they would have had to take it out on the side and, and try and hit a shot in, in the final couple of seconds, which would have been a, a tough Ooh. ask at that point. Uh, yeah. But I, I think they got it right. Actually, I think it was it, it was a. Uh, it, it, it wasn't much of a foul, but by the book, on review, when you're looking at it, you know that's the thing. When you go to the review and you're the officials, if, if there's a touch, you have to call it, whether you really intend to or not. Totally. No, you're right. No, a foul's a foul. The foul's
5: a foul, and, and they did get it right, and I like the fact that, you know, a couple of times down the stretch, um, you know, they went to some reviews. The one that went off Curry, uh, obviously the, the last sequence that ended up getting the Warriors the ball back um, where it was Wiggins, and I think it was either Lowry or Van Vliet on the baseline there, um, and, and it went off of, uh, off of one of those guys instead of Wiggins. It looked like Wiggins may have touched it, but he touched it. And I think it was Van Vliet. He touched it. That's what reviews are for, and I got no problem with Nick Nurse challenging that call. I mean, you have to, and, and as it turns out it ended up being two free throws instead of three so uh, at that point a two wins it for you um, and that's Siakam shot man it just rimmed out but I also like the Warriors knowing that they didn't have timeouts they put on the press and they make them inbound into the backcourt there uh, and Siakam kind of had to walk it up it just limits at that point what Toronto's able to run now Siakam because of, of his height and, and his ability was able to just get up a, what I would consider a pretty good look um, but uh, you know Wiggins nice contest there and clearly whatever you do do not foul right there uh, and So I thought Wiggins played terrific defense that I know Wiggins has had some really nice moments, the first 10 games, JD, but, you know, D up Siakam there um, that that's definitely on the short list of signature Wiggins moments for me already as well.
4: It was big time. and, And the Warriors did have players guarded on that point where it, it got to the point where you're right. I think it was almost all right, quick. You're looking to throw it in quick one, two option. Isn't there it. And then they, they quickly went to all right. We're just going to try to have Siakam bail us out. Like it was like that was their that was their emergency play to just get it in, throw it back to Siakam. He's got enough time. He'll run it up and try to get a, a shot off comfortably. But yeah, Wiggins defended it very well. Let, let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr actually uh, on Andrew Wiggins uh, and his defense uh, for uh, and and his as a defensive threat.
6: Just using his length and his athleticism and his anticipation and. You know, I, as I've told you guys uh, many times, we now have someone we can put on the opposing team's best player. Um, you know, whether it's uh, Pascal Siakam or uh, LeBron or Kawhi or Paul George, um, the ability to put Andrew um, on those types of players to use his size and athleticism—it uh, it's really the key to um, to our current roster construction you know we, we didn't have that ability last year now we've got the ability to guard on the perimeter and guard those wings so we we can be good defensively we can we can be a good team
4: yeah and it's just a major difference between when we had that conversation basically the night of the draft about how hey even though clay thompson's gone and out for another year with it with another injury this ain't gonna be last year and a big part of that is exactly what Steve Kerr's talking about there having Andrew Wiggins it, it, it may not be Kevin Durant or, or Iguodala but it's not no offense to these guys Glenn Robinson the Third and Alec Burks no question and look Andrew Wiggins,
5: it was never a a question of can this guy be a good defender? Uh, And I think that was probably what a a lot of went into their willingness to go get him. And obviously they were so desperate for wing play. You needed somebody to take on D'Angelo Russell's contract. Minnesota was looking for somebody to take on that Wiggins contract. Hence them kicking in a first-round pick back the other way. But I think ultimately that's why the Warriors landed on Wiggins. Because you know you're going to get the scoring most nights. You know, 15 to 25, uh, he's probably going to chip in that 's not nothing you know you need scoring for sure, um, but there 's the upside and you know they 've got so many different guys with these these big seven foot wingspans j d um, but Wiggins he just he can be so he just uses it to to his advantage um you know his timing and he just he he's got a really good ability to just stay off guys, not get too too deep in them, or you're going to give up ticky tack fouls. Um, and, and this ain't Minnesota, you know what I mean? Like there is a uh, there's a level of expectation around here, and a level of accountability. Like there will be checks and balances with Andrew Wiggins as far as his defensive rating and just what he's putting down on tape every night. And I think he's he's been challenged to do that from everybody, from Bob Myers to Kerr to Ron Adams uh, to Draymond Green. And I think he's taken that challenge on, and it's it's good to see because they absolutely. Absolutely need this, man. I mean, it's fun to watch guys go up and score and fill it up for 130. But as you saw in crunch time tonight, especially when you're trying to come back or when you're chipping away at a 22 point lead like you were against the Clippers the other night, you got to get stops too, man. So um, Wiggins' participation in those endeavors are going to be critical.
4: Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. A couple more minutes here on 957. The game. We still have time for a couple of calls. Cali Flavors is up next here uh, in Oakland. What's up, Cali Flavors?
6: Hey, how's it going? I just want to um, give a shout out to the Warriors, man. It was a good victory today, even though it was um, a tough fourth quarter. I was say I will accept the W, and um, let's just buckle up and um, be Indy.
4: Thanks, Callie. You're Damn right, you'll accept the W. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> what a relief! This team won fifteen. This team won fifteen games last year. They've they've already won six, and it's January
5: tenth. Right, no, so funny too. JD, I was looking at their game logs last year because I was thinking, I was wondering the last time when they had like a winning home stand and a stretch. This good, I had forgotten they had that stretch around Christmas last year where I yep. think they won, you know, three or four straight home games, whatever it was, and you know, our four game winning streak. Maybe one of them was a roadie, but either way, like I was like, oh, they did have a winning home stand at at Chase Center last year because when you only win fifteen. <laughs> There ain't that many winning streaks to go around. And that's what I thought. I was like, oh, yeah, they did have like a four or five game winning streak in there last year, too, which was all the more shocking. Um, but, yeah, this is certainly, by all accounts, J.D., like this past, whatever, two weeks, this has been their best stretch at the Chase Center so far. And I I just want to really see them come out against Indiana uh, in the in the finale on Tuesday night of this homestand and and continue to build on this thing. Indiana's game, it's, again, I've been saying this a lot, J.D., because the stars have aligned in this respect. It's the perfect opponent for them on Tuesday night. Like, team out on the road, traveling out west. You might be able to get them a little bit road-weary at this point. You're feeling pretty good, but you got a stiff reminder tonight too, J.D. Got to play a full 48. So, um, and, and Steph Curry, um, I will go out on a limb with you tonight, J.D., right here on ninety-five-seven, the game, and say Steph Curry will not have another game where he goes 2 of 16 from the floor and 1 of 10 from three-point range the rest of the year. That's a promise, okay?
4: I think that's a, I think that's a smart bet. Uh, I think that's, a, that, that's where the smart money is going, and, and you're a Thanks smart sir. man. You're a smart <laughs> man. Let, let's, hear, let's hear from Steph Curry. A couple of cuts here uh, as he met with the media uh, via Zoom uh, following the Warriors' win over the Raptors, 106-105, as they get it done here now, 6-4 and four on the season. Theme of the night, Andrew Wiggins' defense. Well, let's hear from Steph Curry on Andrew Wiggins.
3: been amazing. He's taking the challenges, one-on-one defense, you know, being able to be physical, use his length, um, just make guys work. You had a pretty good run, you know, these last three games with Kawhi and PG and Pasco, or Pasco, or, Pascal Siakam, the whole lineup basically. We we're switching a lot of things tonight. So him and Kelly have been amazing in terms of using you know their length and inside out, uh, giving their presence and taking on that responsibility. And it's been awesome.
4: Yeah, really stepping up, uh, and it's noticeable. And and look, I think you know we're noticing it. The coaching staff's noticing it. Steph's noticing it. It, it's just I, I I can't say it enough. It feels like a team, it feels like a team that's that, that's just they're coming together. they're, they're getting better, yeah. they're improving, they're building chemistry.
5: Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it, and, and I spoke on Damian Lee and the job that he's doing. His contributions could be felt every night. Eric uh, Paschal, right now, uh, you know, 15 more points tonight. His his scoring, his shot making ability, and his his ability to to get in on on other centers, you know, bigger guys and and have them have such a tough time defending him. That's been massive for this basketball team. Uh, Got to give some love up to Draymond Green tonight as well. Um, comes one rebound short of a triple double and made some real important plays at both ends of the floor down the stretch. And uh oh yeah, Draymond hit a couple of threes tonight, J D. And I know Barbosa's been working on him with that flat three point shot. Um but again Draymond giving him some some pretty important minutes in crunch time as well. And then uh shout out to Kent Bazemore too, who came in for the last, you know, little run there and had some really nice uh, important moments. Five boards for him and, and nine points and uh, also hit a three, made four buckets tonight for Bazemore. So all hands on deck, baby, and, and on a night where Steph didn't you know didn't have it, he still messes around with nine rebounds and and six dimes, so um, you know he he didn't he wasn't a, a net negative in any stretch, uh, and, and there was a lot of different guys that came through. This was just everybody had a part to play. Seven guys in double figures, and that's how you eke one out against a, a hungry basketball team in the Raptors.
4: Final couple of minutes here, Warriors wrap-up. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, 95-7 the game. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit more from Steph Curry. Uh, Curry 2 for 16 tonight, 11 points, 1 of 10 from 3. Did get to the free throw line six times. The worst shooting game of of Curry's career. Uh, Steph addressed that and the Dub's ability to get a win, even as he had a rough night.
3: Obviously, we're moving in the right direction. And my offense, I expect it to be there every night. And, you know, obviously, with how teams are defending, you know, night to night, being able to figure that out. In, In terms of us just having confidence across the board, no matter who's out there on the floor, I like where we're at right now in terms of, you know, guys stepping up, us uh, staying within ourselves, finding different ways to execute on that end of the floor. But we don't win a game like this. Forget my shooting. We don't forget a game like this. Or we don't win a game like this without our defense taking strides in the right direction. We all you know, understood that tonight and definitely, uh, you know, that won us a game with how ugly that second half was on the offensive end. Yeah, the, the,
4: the defense and, and just, just being able to stick with it. Uh, I think that's also something that the Warriors have done a lot better job of. Really, the last two games in particular, it's stick with it when things aren't going well. And and look, the Warriors built the lead predominantly on their defense tonight overall, but they weren't exactly playing great offensively for for a lot of that night. I know they did have 61 at halftime, but it was kind of an up-and-down game for them. They wound up shooting 40%. Uh, A little under 41%, 40.9. I mean, it it was kind of an uneven game, but they kept playing. They wound up with 30 assists, even though they didn't shoot it all that well. They matched Toronto in terms of three-point makes. When Curry only hit one, I mean, I think that, you mentioned Draymond hitting two, Wiggins hitting three, Damian Lee hitting three. Like, to match Toronto, a team that wants to shoot so many threes, just in makes, I think, is, is critical and a big reason the Warriors were able to survive.
5: Yeah, better in the first half than in the second half. I mean, eighteen assists in the first half, eight threes in the first half. They held Toronto to thirty nine percent, and you know their their ability to get a little separation there into the fourth quarter was why they won this basketball game. Because if it was tied or it was you know that that lead was a little less in the fourth quarter, well, thirty three to nineteen getting outscored wasn't going to cut it. But they had done enough to to build that lead, give themselves a little bit of margin for error. JD, as it turned out, they needed every inch of it tonight. But hey, man, that's okay. This is a win that they can feel really really good about and your Steph Curry just can't go out there and take that pounding and score 30 plus points every single night other guys are going to have to help out uh, it's not been Ubre yet per se um, but it's been a lot of other dudes that we've talked about and, and shout out to James Weissman too JD um, got his offense going in the first half and you know still a work in progress is uh, is the rook but I think also he was really good on the glass too. seven rebounds tonight in his 17 minutes so um, I think a good positive step for Weissman tonight wouldn't you agree?
4: Absolutely, and I, I, I intended on getting to Wiseman a little bit, a little bit uh, earlier in this segment, and and we kind of got off on on some other topics, which which is fine. But I roll. thought I thought Wiseman was I, I I was expecting to see him get another shift tonight, but I think as the the Warriors were falling apart a little bit in the fourth quarter, it it almost felt like Steve Kerr didn't want to put him into into the fray when things were kind of falling apart. Like I I feel like he probably intended to put him back in and would have put him back in because he had played well, and he was really aggressive, showed off different aspects of his offensive game, Uh, the seal for a dunk when he had Siakam on his back. He hit a face-up jumper. Uh, he He showed different elements of his game. I thought he was more aggressive, like you said, on the boards, but it felt like Steve Kerr didn't want to throw him into the fray when Toronto was really buckling down and things were kind of falling apart. I, I kind of was hoping to see it though. Uh, early, uh, you know, early fourth quarter, maybe him getting another three, four-minute shift.
5: Yeah, and and I agree. I just I, I think you know Steve Kerr looked at this as a game that could slip away, and I think he wants to trust his veterans at that point, right? Because you know you know that, that this is such an important game for Toronto and, and the Warriors. were just gonna have to eke this thing out. So I agree. I wouldn't have mind seeing them, um, but this just looked like not that uh, James Weissman isn't a grown man. Don't don't get that part twisted. But this was like this was kind of a game for the crafty veterans. You know what I'm saying? I just I don't know. I I, I feel like Wiseman he would have maybe it, it almost. I'm not gonna say that a playoff field, JD, but there was certainly a level of intensity in that fourth quarter and down the stretch that we hadn't seen in the first few quarters of this basketball game, and really only a few glimpses of this season, so uh, sure, for his development, might have been good, but um, I-, I think Steve Kerr at this point was definitely more interested in making sure they found a way to win the basketball game, so um, sticking with Draymond and Pascal and even a little Looney at the five was the way to go.
4: It- it's the right call. It's one of those calls that would have been second-guessed for sure ha- had they wound up losing the game. I, I-, I sure. totally understand the, the decision to do it, and yes, I, I thought and, and I tweeted it out, and we opened the show talking about it. I think tonight getting a win it 's a massive little swing moment i mean there's a, to me with with the schedule they have coming up, the difference between five and five and six and four is is big. I mean, you, you look at the next four games, Indiana and at Denver and at Phoenix, second of a back to back at Phoenix, and then the Lakers, it, even if you go one and three now in that stretch you 're five hundred. Coming out of it a week from tomorrow night, and you're feeling like, oh wow, that tough stretch is over. You're 500. That's a great place to be. Uh, and, and, and to me, if you're if you're five and five, and then it's well, if you go one and three in that stretch, what if you don't go one and three in that? stretch? are like, to me, you start you start going down the the rabbit holes that you don't really want to go down. Uh, it, it, on top of losing obviously the 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 17 point lead so final thoughts here uh and and we'll go ahead and call it a night uh indiana in on tuesday by the way you mentioned indiana's road trip they're going to get indiana on the second of a back-to-back which is also they've been getting some teams indiana's got the uh, as many have had lately the sacramento golden state back-to-back so they're in sacramento uh tomorrow for game one of that roadie
5: yeah, and the Pacers, they got off to a really strong start to the year. They ended up beating Boston to go 3-0. and And then, you know, had a couple of uh, I think they, had, they lost a game to the Knicks, if I remember. Not a great loss. Um, and I know their last time out um, over the weekend, they lost to the Suns. Uh, but yeah, you get Sacramento uh, on, on Monday if you're the Pacers, and then the Dubs on Tuesday night. So that'll be good for the Warriors. They get an extra uh, a day of rest. And, and this will be a fun one, man. I mean, Sabonis and Oladipo and Brogdon like, that is a really good basketball team. TJ Warren, so um, I'm looking forward to the challenge that the Pacers present. It's one of those teams, J.D., where if the Warriors aren't buttoned up, they could be down early and, and they could be chasing this game for a lot of the night. Um, and it's one of those teams where, hey, if the Warriors bring their game, they can beat them. Right now, J.D., I feel like when the Warriors – bring their best game, they're capable of beating anybody. And there's times, you know, particularly last year, where their best game was nowhere near capable of beating anybody. So that in itself is just a huge step in the right direction. It's just how consistent can they be? Can Steve Kerr push the right buttons? And can they make their shots when called upon? And can they do enough defending? So far, so good. I'll take that six and four, baby. Looks pretty good as they're sitting there uh, fifth in the west right now. All good.
4: Yeah, 5th in the West and tied for 4th and a half game out of 3rd. So they're, they're they're in a great spot right now 10 games into the year and Indiana will come in. Uh, they're 6-3 and three now. They obviously, as we mentioned, will play tomorrow. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, make sure you keep it locked to 95.7 the game. Obviously, all day long tomorrow as we'll be talking about the dubs, the NFL playoffs, everything and, and final word tomorrow, 6 o'clock tomorrow with the final word right here on 95.7 the game. That's uh, you and I will be back together for that. So uh, make sure you check that out and we'll be back on no Tuesday with Warriors Live at 6 o'clock. That's a 7.30 tip, so 6 o'clock for Warriors Live on Tuesday night here on 95.7 The Game. That'll do it for us. Uh, for Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Arden and Sterling and Sam. Really appreciate the help of one and all. Warriors get the win tonight, 106-105. That'll do it for us. And You heard it all right here
2: on 95.7 The Game. <laughs> Lowry will throw it in. Baysmore right at the hash mark in front of him. Screen set. They lob, no. They throw it backwards, Siakam. Siakam, full head of steam. Pulls up on Wiggins. Top of the key spins. Jumpers on the way. It's up. It's no good. It goes in and out. And the Warriors somehow pull out a victory over the Raptors. 106-105 the final. Andrew Wiggins with a tough assignment of Siakam at the end gets the stop, and Damian Lee has personally helped the Warriors win two games this year. The game-winner in Chicago and the game-winning free throws here at Chase Center to beat the Raptors.
0: Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider and are only available if the provider determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information.
7: Hey, guys. Good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hims makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 joy. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. HIMSS connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 joy. That's 4 joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash joy.
1: Many people have lost insurance coverage this year, and the issue of health insurance and access to health care has taken on new importance with the COVID pandemic. What if that's happened to me? Covered California could be a place for you. You can get quality coverage from name brand companies. And most importantly, Covered California is the only place you can go to find out if you are eligible for financial help that lowers the price of your coverage. That's great news. What else can you tell me? Open enrollment runs through January 31st. In the midst of a global health crisis and recession, having access to quality health care coverage is more important than ever before. And Covered California wants everyone to be insured, regardless of their race or economic status, and no matter what situation they find themselves. Covered California wants everyone to be insured. Open enrollment runs now through January 31st. Go to CoveredCalifornia.com. This way to health insurance. What's up, sports fans? Excited for the pro football playoffs? If you're an experienced sports better or someone who's just starting out, BetQL is here to help us all make better sports bets. BetQL analyzes over 350,000 bets each year to find the most profitable opportunities. They rate each bet on a scale of one to five stars. One star, maybe skip that game. Five stars, that's kind of like a big green light telling you to go. You don't put your car in drive without buckling your seatbelt, right? So why place a bet without checking betql first get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see we're talking about real proven analytics here not some hot takes from a random guy online pro and college games football basketball and more you can sort by sport or choose from a list of the best bets available right now in real time bet smarter and beat the books with betql download the betql app or visit betql.com today that's BetQL.com. Also accepting boats, motorcycles, RVs, and real estate donations. Yes, yes,
5: yes, it's Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky, and Elevate Your Tailgate is going to be popping in 2021. It's football season, playoff football time, and who are we going to bring in but the man of mystery, the international traveler himself, Brian Boldinger, and he's cooking up a coyote cowboy steak, my friends. You gotta check it out.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,